about. So let's get straight into it then when it comes to the JS Moroka municipality in Mpumalanga. They've been under administration since last year. Now, uh, an investigation was instituted in that municipality. This is following a tip-off about corruption under the previous mayor. That uh, information of the whistleblower led to the introduction of auditors that came in and conducted a widespread investigation uh, into the state of affairs and they also looked into the various allegations that were being made and they ranged literally from service delivery to officials using monies to either benefit themselves whether it's by way of hiring security uh, private security for themselves um, you know making sure that the services that are supposed to benefit the community don't benefit the community but in fact are benefiting the individuals or the officials in that office. So to talk about this particular municipality, we're joined by Mike Massina. He's a former mayor of Middleburg. Rhoda Matabe is the mayor at the Dr. Jess Moroga municipality currently. And we're hoping to be joined uh, by the MEC for cooperative governance in that province. Mike, let me first begin with you. You know, you are, of course, one of our regular listeners. And in fact, you were the one that raised the issue of the JS Morocco municipality in particular for this segment. At the time, I believe we're talking about the issue of those boreholes that they had dug up to the tune of 800,000 rand. And, uh, you know, you felt that there was a lot more that needed to be done here. Oh, morning, Katie, and also uh, Comrade Roda over there. Yes, uh, I'm very mm-hmm. delighted uh, that uh, finally this matter is coming under the spotlight. Uh, sometime in, in 2019, probably towards the end of it, um, I raised this matter with the then Deputy Minister of Cocta, Honorable Paxta, who was hosted by Bonnequala on that very same show. Mm. And I wanted that there was a, an ugly debacle happening in that municipality as a result of a micromanagement or political interference. And I also want that uh, if the, the situation was not arrested, consequences um, would be too costly to contemplate. And indeed, I was so right, as you correctly indicated, there was a tip-off or a whistleblower. Um, as a result, um, there was this forensic investigation uh, with that kind of an outcome. So um, the issue of the boreholes and other matters of looting, mm. which are so daring in terms of that report, I think they are telling us uh, what to expect when you allow uh, micromanagement to be institutionalized, when you allow um, uh, political interference to be institutionalized. I think that is a perfect example what uh, uh, Dr. J.S. Moroka is like at this moment in time, Kate. Of course, one of the things that is quite glaring in, in this report that was uh, put together by the auditors is the fact that there seemed to be 
different layers of of levels rather of of corruption within the administration so it wasn't just about the former executives but people in senior positions who had the ability to make decisions were making sure that the decisions that they were making around service delivery that were supposed to benefit the general community ended up benefiting themselves and not really being for the common good absolutely Absolutely, Katie. You know, uh, as I, I indicated, that uh, when you want a perfect example, how dangerous and uh, ugly political interference is or micromanagement is, especially when it is institutionalized, uh, you just go to Dr. Jess Moroka and uh, do your study there. Then you will see how ugly it is uh, to allow political interference. And uh, there was rampant looting that Dr. Mm. Jess Moroka municipality. Mm. It was well planned, well orchestrated, and thoroughly executed. Nothing happened coincidentally or accidentally. Because uh, I'm sure uh, my my comrade over there is going to concur with me. Um, When you have a political leadership and in this instance, we are talking about the Nkangala Regional Executive Committee of the African National Congress. Because during caucus and, 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 and other interactions, they give guidance. They, um, they, they, they tell you what to do when you deal with the agenda. There's nothing wrong there. But what becomes satanic and very wrong is when they micromanage you, telling you what to do, what not to do, instead of guiding you in terms of the manifesto of the African National Congress and the policies of the African National Congress. They actually go further to tell you uh, who must benefit and who must not benefit. And if you open yourself to that kind of micromanagement or political interference, this is the outcome that you are going to get. Because, uh, Katie, one thing for sure, uh, the, this forensic report, uh, the way it is, I do not think that it represents the manifesto of the ANC, the Mm aims and objectives of the manifesto of the ANC. It represents those individuals who wanted to benefit. And what is also heartbreaking, Katie, is that uh, we're not talking about the ordinary members of the the ANC uh, in the region. We're talking about those who are in the leadership and they are at the helm we're talking about high-ranking members. They are implicated. And some of them, as we speak now, they are still holding their positions uh, politically and governmentally. Some are in the provincial legislature, some are in Tangala uh, district, and some are in other municipalities. What is also at breaking is that nothing has happened. You know, they've not been brought to account politically and governmentally. They just go on with their business. It is just business as usual. Let me bring into the conversation Roda Matabe, who is the current mayor at the Dr. J.S. Moroka Municipality. Uh, good morning and thank you so much for your time. They, they, I, I imagine that there is a significant amount of interest, but also pressure in the work that you will do at the J.S. Moroka Municipality in order to, to turn things around. What is it that you have inherited? Uh, thank you. Good morning to the 
Unfortunately, I, I can't hear you well, Ms. Matabe. I'm going to ask our producers just to give you a call back uh, so that we can get a clearer connection to you. Jabu Sibanyoni is a community leader in Seabuswa and a resident there. Jabu, good morning to you. Hey, how are you, Katie? I'm all right. How are you? Number one. Firstly, let's just talk about, in a moment, I want us to get into the nitty gritties of this forensic report and some of the work that was done into uncovering the corruption, as Mike has put it in um, the Jess Moroka municipality. But from somebody who is a resident there, what has been your experience um, in terms of service delivery and just what you've been able to see over the years? Ah, okay. Uh, let me also uh, greet uh, viewers at home and listeners at home. And comrade Mike De Pozoza. Uh, how are you, my comrade? Shav uh, Kreid, how's it? Yeah, no. Says uh, Katie, mm. you see, uh, in Dr. J.S. Morocco Municipality, since from 2009 or 2010, we are living in a hell municipality. This municipality is no more servicing the community at large of Dr. Chess Morocco, as envisaged by the Constitution. Further, there is no, we, we don't have water. We don't have water in Dr. Chess Morocco. Uh, partially, former Mtuchani, um, Magisterial District, and Libangeni, and Marapiani, Municipal District. We don't have water. Now I'm telling you, there, there is some 20 tons of water there, but it's red in color. Is red in color. You can't even drink it. Mm. How long have you not had water for? Water ever since the COVID-19. We are struggling enough with water, Katie. And they've tried to intervene. I thought it, it, it was the uh, National Department of Water tried to intervene to put some Jojo tanks to the community facilities. Uh, on, their, on, their, on their sketch, they are t- telling you that they would direct four Jojo tanks per uh, a, a watt, but they will give three. At the long run, now, currently when we speak, instead of four, there are two per uh, a community facility. And they, they won't even dare to come and pour water inside those tanks for the community to access those water, uh, uh, that water. We are only relying on, we as Dr. Jess Moroka in Watari especially, we are relying on uh, Mr. Matangu, the engine garage uh, uh, owner there, he, he has made some means to give community water. Further than that, Teti, we have an, a, a rampant, a rampant, as Comrade Podoza has put it, corruption in Dr. Chase Morocco. This forensic report, it will tell you if you have it. In page 122, they deal about the uh, uh, fresh farm produce, which is long overdue. Yes. Now it's 2021. It started in 2010. Over 40 million rand is spent currently. And the project is not yet complete. It is even started to be vandalized now because it is just a white elephant as it is. Mm. In Sinotelo, we have a community, uh, a multi-purpose center called Nkurani. It was built and handed over long time ago by the Kangala district that it, it handed over to Dr. Jess Murok. It's not electrified, Kate. There's no electricity there for over 10 years now. 
there's a road from Kachibane to to to, to Siabe, to, from Snotelo to Siabe, which was uh, was supposed to be that. It is still a, a Bermuda until today for five years, Kate. Chabu, so Dr. Um, Moroka mm. is is no more, is no more, is no more, Kate. And I'm, they are doing nothing yeah. about this report. Mm. I'm, I'm going to ask you just to, of course, stay on the line so that um, we can continue to engage on this matter. Um, the mayor of JS Moroka, uh, this is Rhoda Matabe, is back on the line. Rhoda, good morning again. Good morning. Yes, that, that certainly sounds like it's a much better line. Talk to me about the state uh, mayor of your municipality. Yeah, firstly, before I can respond, I'm just uh, not sure as to why we were not given the truth about this uh, interview because we were told about the Section 106 and the 139, and of which those are the responsibility of the agency, and of which we are still under the Section 139. Therefore, it will be not good for us to respond on this thing was the MEC as the custodian of this intervention is not here. But, uh, Mayor, sorry, sorry to come in there. The Mm. MEC was scheduled to be part of this conversation. Our team has been trying to get in touch with him. He hasn't been answering the number that we've been given for him. So we're hoping that as soon as we're able to reach him, he will also join in. But I don't know anything in law that prevents you from answering about the state of affairs in your municipality. Hence, I... I was saying before I could respond to the state of affairs in the municipality, I wanted to raise that, of which it's a genuine raise because we were not taken into confidence of this type of what you call. If I can respond to what you've asked, the state of the municipality, yes, it's not in a good space. Reason being, we know where we come from. Our problem started in 2019. Immediately after we've appointed, as council appointed, the then municipal manager. We will take decisions as council, and they, as management, must implement. No implementation of the resolutions we've done. And in terms of the water issues, water is a national crisis. It's not because of Dr. Moroka it's not able to distribute water. Water is of national importance, and you go to all the provinces, there's a shortage of water. But in Dr. J.S. Morocco, we know that we do have Nkombo Dam, which is our source. We have Rusty Venter Dam, which also sometimes they will give us a certain kilo liters of water. Now, Nkombo Dam, Right up. Then, if some covering dries up, our purification plant will not work because the combo will give uh, the what you call the vertical treatment plant water so that it can be cleaned and then dispersed to our community members, our main community members. But in terms of the distribution of water using the Joshua tank. We know that DWS did come to our rescue during the level 5 lockdown. They gave us some water tankers, 
that will distribute water to different wards. Yes, I can attest to that that it was not a smooth sailing because mm. the number of kilometers given to those people to distribute water we could not reach far. May I'm water. going to I'm going to ask you just to pause it there because I want you uh, to I want to give you enough time to explain just some of the challenges when you're talking about the provision of water, especially with these uh, water tankers. It's 1130. Uh, the news update is coming up next with Uzi Lesako. We'll continue this uh, conversation in a bit. Hashtag SFM talking point. We continue our Municipal Watch Hour today and we're looking at the JS Moroka Municipality in Mpumalanga, part of the conversation. Mike Masina, he's a former mayor of Middleburg. Manda Msibi is uh, the MEC for Cooperative Governance, Human Settlements and Traditional Affairs. I believe that uh, he's been able to join us now. Mr Msibi, good morning to you. Just testing that you can hear me loud and clear. Morning, ma'am, to you and your listeners, and I'm sorry I was in the portfolio committee and I'm done. That's why I've joined you. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on. Rhoda Matabe is the mayor of the Dr. J.S. Moroka Municipality, and Jabu Sibanyoni is a community lead, community leader in Siabuswa. So, um, Councillor Matabe, you were still telling us about some of the, <laughs> the, the challenges that you say you've been having when it comes to the provision of water. So, already there was no water. The Department of Water and Sanitation came in and provided water tankers and you're saying that there was an issue of distributing those tankers? Definitely. Hence, I'm saying that the kilometers that were agreed upon in terms of the distribution point could not reach that spot. But at the municipality, we had water tankers that will complement what was in short. And also to say now we are having six new water tankers bought by the municipality. We have three water tankers bought given to us by Kanala District Municipality, which is nine. We have nine of our own. Then it means 18. The issue is that we should distribute them according to the needs. And I just want to respond to the issue of Georgia Tanks. To say the issue of Georgia Tanks, we got some from national department. Others were given to us by Ganala District. The very same officials who were called the acting technical manager, he uh, was the one who was doing the distribution. And hence a report or a case has been opened in relation to the Georgia Tanks distribution because when we try to get more information, some officials do not want to give us that information, but it's in the hands of the police so that they tell us where and what happened to the Georgia Tanks. There are those that we can account for which were given to what, and we do have the information as to how many so are you saying that they were Jojo tanks that were stolen? Definitely. And what about what about the allegation that there were also um, councillors who were taking tanks and putting them either near their houses or inside their yards? I can tell that in some cases there were those people, even community members, who would say because of their high rate of crime, 
then I would gladly assist by having that tank in my yard for protection. I don't know of any councillor who has that Jojo tank in his or her yard, but the very same officials that then a team technical manager must tell the police, not at this time, because we've been requesting for the at least us to ha- where are these Jojo tanks, we couldn't get them. Hence, I'm saying the issue of Jojo tanks is with the police. What happened to the boreholes that you spent 18 million rand on as, as a municipality? Uh, in terms of the boreholes, we know that some are working, some are not working. Hence, we are still busy doing the audits of how many of those are working and how many of those are not working. But I can tell that there are those that are functional. So, and on the yeah. issue of uh, water to water members, we appreciate the efforts made by Mr. Matango, the garage owner of Engine, to say where the municipality lacks and then they will supplement. We welcome such initiatives and the what you call assistance from any businessman or any local person who can say, I want to share what I have. Yeah, but 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 may but but may you know the, the difficulty is that it's an indictment on the kind of services that are not available in the community that you have a private individual who then has to step in because your council is failing to provide services to the people of Jace Moroga. I can tell, but in Watri, Watri is almost the a town for Dr. James Moroka. There's water regulation there. We never had a challenge of water distribution, but the problem is the issue of the supply. Because in Congo, then it's dry. Then how can we expect water to come into the terms, the terms? Because there's nothing that we, we can do about it. It's a natural cause in Combo Dam couldn't do it. And of late, when water started to be uh, distributed through the water tanks, wherein we did this project called, program called Vulabala, the issue of vandalism came in into the water infrastructure. On three weeks basis, our what we call were damaged. And All right. we now have them Tombo project which is going very well. That is extraction of water from Lost of Camp to the what you call to to the Freedian Treatment Center. Let me bring also sure, assist sure. Us in terms of making sure that we alleviate the shortage of water in Especially Let but me bring into this conversation, uh, Councillor Matebe, uh, you know, th- there are other people on this panel. Thank you so much for um, responding <laughs> to that question. Let me bring in Mr. Msibi, who is the Mayor for Cooperative Governance and, and Human Settlements. It sounds like there are lots of reasons, um, Mr. Msibi, for why things are not working in the JS Moroka municipality. As the Cocta MEC in that province. How? What are you doing to 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 try and assist beyond the Section One Hundred that has been put in place? Doctor, thanks very much for the opportunity. And just as a point for correction, I'm the MEC for Corporate Governance and Traditional Affairs. Oh, in y- 
there's no configuration of human settlement. Sure, sure, fair Secondly, enough. Secondly, you, you, your question it's 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 precisely what is it that we're doing as provincial government to help the municipality which was ailing for quite some time. Just as a brief background, remember that municipality was engulfed by a lot of battles in fighting between the then mayor and the then municipal manager, and as as a result, we intervened. Uh, as a province to play section 106 one two, which was forensic investigation and section 139 one which was administration so at one time at one time we had Mr. Msiving, I'm, I'm having a bit of difficulty with your line. I don't know if you're if you're if you're speaking via uh, your speakerphone, but if you can just maybe play around a bit with that sound. Sure, go for it. Can you hear me now? Yes, much better. Thanks. Okay, thank you. So I was just giving a background that we had to intervene in the municipality because there were serious allegations in that municipality of maladministration. And indeed, we can affirm to all listeners to, uh, listeners to the program that after we've appointed service provider to investigate, a, 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 a determination came out that indeed there were a lot of um, um, uh, misbehaving in the municipality. I will make one example. You ask a question from the mayor about holes and water. It was found during the investigation that there are some other councillors who took the poles to their houses. And in terms of the law, what we did, we then went to the municipality to present the report as a requirement by the legislation. And the municipality in turn submitted an action plan to us. Part of the action plan is what the mayor was uh, indicating, that they are busy now doing assessment whether which pole is working where it is. And then they will bring a report back to us. That's the first thing. But secondly, in terms of the Constitution, Section 154.3 and Section 155.6, provincial and national government must ensure that our municipality function is effective and efficient. What we did as a province, we have sent our teams, we've got the chief director responsible for municipal support, who's always there assisting and helpful. And helpful. But the challenges of our municipalities, including the Chef Morocco, is dire. In particular, on the issue of water. There's a problem. They don't have a term. Them combo term, which the mayor was speaking about, had a problem. And we see, we, we require budget from National Department of Women's Settlement, Water and Sanitation. And we have resolved last week in cabinet that we are going to discuss with uh, the minister to finalize details in terms of that. So there's a work in progress. Today, Dr. Joseph Morocco is better than yesterday. What, what what happens to the people that have been implicated in all of this, right? So I know that some of them have been dismissed, especially when we're looking at the issue of the boreholes where you had um, officials, government officials, then deciding that the boreholes should be dug up either, you know, in their own properties or in, in the instance of, of one of the officials where um, he authorized for a borehole to be dug up in his farm so that... Um, his cattle could have access to uh, to water. And what about the people that actually need the water, the rest of the community? They don't benefit. Has there been action taken against these individuals beyond just them being, in some instances, fired from, from the municipality? No, no, no. Let's put this matter into context. <laughs> Legislative and legally speaking, when there's a process of investigation, the investigation in terms of Section 106 be becomes independent. You get an independent investigator who will bring you an honest report as cocktail. Mm. And after that, to take the report of the municipality, we have done that. Let me be specific in this issue because I don't want to speak here. It has been discovered 
in the investigation that uh, the councillor, who's a member of mayoral committee, Mr. Msibi, I'm I'm still having a bit of a problem with your sound there, so if you can just watch how you're moving. But I'm sitting in a car. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what's happening with with that sound because we were hearing you better, uh, but there seemed to be a a bit of difficulty. So I'll ask my team just to uh, redial you there. Uh, Ms. Matabe, Councillor Matabe, you are the mayor. And like we've just heard, you were given this report. What has happened to the individuals that were implicated? Yes, I just want to say that the Section 106 report came in as presented by the... It was taken to council, or which council adopted the, the, what you call, the report. And later, we were requested to have a, a, a plan of action in relation to that. But with regard to the councillors that were implicated, we removed them at the uh, same time as MNCs. But then, what we are seeing with the Action plan is now in council. We are implementing the phase one of the action plan because that is the document that was given to us by uh, private people as requested by COCTA. Our work was to say, let's get the, what you call the side of the story of those implicated so that whenever we meet with litigations, we know that we gave them enough chance to explain to us if they agree with the content of the investigation or not. So we were still waiting for their responses as letters were given to them individually, so outlining what is it that they are allegedly to have done. So are all so of these individuals the still in their positions? I beg your pardon? Uh, are all the individuals still in their position? So effectively, has no one been fired as a result of these allegations? Not yet, because we have a time frame to say within a period of three months, we shall have done all the, the processes that we, a council has adopted in relation to the action plan. And also to say, not only politicians were involved, there are officials that are involved, and even at a lower level, of which we still need their information to say, do they know or agree with the, what the investigators have found <laughs> on that matter? I'm going to bring into this conversation, Mike. Uh, Mike, perhaps just your reflections on some of um, the, the explanations that are being given here today. Yes, <clears throat> thanks once more, Katie. Yeah, and I want to thank the Honorable MEC. I think uh, he did a very scaling work by ensuring that uh, the investigation is done and uh, he brought, uh, I think, um, the organization that uh, did an honest, you know, job without really taking sides. And that is why we have this report in this uh, manner. And uh, I really sympathize with uh, the Honorable Executive Mayor. Uh, I know she was a speaker then, but now she's carrying this uh, load uh, upon her shoulders. And uh, hopefully she will do her level best, uh, of course, 
with the cooperation and assistance of other stakeholders today to get the, the municipality back on its feet. Mm-hmm. But as things currently stand, you know, Kathy, I think uh, it's still a long way to go. My view is um, they must do away with the institutionalization of micromanagement. And I know it is not their duty. It is not the duty of the Honorable MEC, and also it is not the duty of the of the mayor. It's a political matter. Uh, they must deal with it um, at its correct platform so that, um, you know, justice is done. Because, you see, Katie, when institutionalization of micromanagement is, um, is approved, what does it mean? It means legislation is circumvented. And that's the reason why that municipality is in dire straits as we speak now. Mm. And that is why it warranted that kind of intervention which uh, the Honorable MEC brought. Because uh, once you allow micromanagement uh, to happen, uh, areas like recruitment, areas like supply chain, um, you know, will be affected. As a result, uh, recruitment of suitably qualified personnel is compromised and uh, floodgates for looting uh, are actually wide open. But uh, also what is more important is that uh, the resources that are meant to service the community, you know, are directed to individuals as it has happened at Lukpajes Morocco. Let me bring in some of our listeners uh, who are also dialing in on this matter. Uh, Anonymous, good morning to you. Morning, Katie, and good morning to the panel. Um, My question is for the... I'm not sure whether he left or is you managed to get him no, back all, on all, the line. No, all the guests are on the line. Okay. Uh, for Cocta, my question is, uh, on the report that was tabled, I believe it was released in, in March mm. last year. Yeah. So on there, do they go back to the, to, to, to the municipality and check the progress on them? And the other one, I'll ask for to, to the executive mayor there. The mayor advised us that no, uh, the dam is low. Now, my question is, because now we had flooding, I believe, in Madumak, formerly known as Greenside. We had flooding there. Do they have, uh, uh, do they have, uh, how can I put this, uh, relevant engineers to resource that water through to their dam? Because now, as we saw, uh, I don't think Mukombo is as big as Val, but we saw that Val was full. How come Mukombo is not? Okay. Uh, and thanks. also, yeah. uh, the last one, uh, on the cocktail report, some of us as engineers, we did apply, and on the report it states that they were only hiring because of uh, nepotism there. So what is happening with those people that were hired irregularly? Okay. Thanks for that question, Anonymous. Let me go to Eddie in Urdendals, Russ. Eddie, good morning. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a good program. Uh, I hope you won't be intimidated to, to abdicate it. Um, I'm, I'm the former councillor. And, um, you know, I know how my comrades operate. I hear that the MEC said they normally get pri- uh, uh, honest private companies to investigate. But I know what happens sometimes. I was a member of the, um, uh, uh, what that, the public accounts committee at municipal level. Mm-hmm. I know how they play uh, reports that are coming. 
these guys, they will never repent from what they are doing. What, what is needed, um, you know, Katie, this report, if we, we want to solve these issues in local government, let's ensure that what all municipalities that we have already interviewed, let that report go to the minister. Because I, I also wonder, what is it that the minister is doing when, when municipalities are collapsing? And my last point is that even the MECs are involved in corruption in municipalities. Some of them, they have contracts and so on. So this thing, it will never be solved. Your question was very important. What happened uh, about people who are implicated in all these things? Mm. The minister, I'm going to say this, and it's for the second time. The minister of local government must wake up and make sure that what is happening in municipalities get resolved. Okay. Eddie in Odendals Rust, thanks for that call. Aisha in Uppington, good morning. Morning, Kathy. Morning to your guests and to the listeners. Mm. Kathy, the fundamental question is not Jojo tanks and, and tanks. No. What are, is the MEC and that mayor that's, that's sitting there, I don't know how she got there, uh, 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 what are they doing about giving people constant supply of water, mm. uh, uh, very important, clean drinking water through uh, putting in the infrastructure. Thanks, Aisha. Thanks for that oh, call. Oh, oh, mm. One last thing. I just like to tell Michael Middleberg, I'm a fan of his. <laughs> All right, Aisha. Okay, okay thanks. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Aisha out in Middleton. Um, Councillor Matebe, let me begin with you that perhaps you can answer uh, some of the questions. And if you can keep it as brief as possible, please. Okay. What I want to say is that we have a report, uh, progress report on the implementation of the one on multi-basis to And about the floods in Greenside, yes, we did experience that. But what we did, the engineers, the municipal engineers, together with those of the public works and transport, were on site and also advised us to say we need to have a channel that we will take all these water back to combat them. Officially, they are going to start with that process too because they wanted to to do the plant to dry up. But but have, have 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 you have you been able to harvest? as much uh, water as, as the other dams, as, as the example the listener was making? Yes, we did, but it, it's not so much. Yes, I'm talking about the channel that moved from where the water came from, channels to Comboden. And then in terms of those who were appointed to be appointed irregularly, having challenged that by the day the municipal need to fire them. The matter was taken to CCMA and CCMA made a ruling in that regard to say the what you call it, the processes were blocked, hence the back and have to replace them the not amount of money that paid at that time that we owe them at that time. And then the water distribution I'm saying we do have water takers that are moving out to different uh, what to deliver some water. We are in the process of doing a budget adjustment, which also talks of making countries in some of the nearby ports so that water takers do not have to move from Gambia Repair, Zeldefield and Treatment Plant to the Pedas, which is uh, Angle. So 
a program on the water distribution. Okay, Councillor Matabe, unfortunately the line to you is also breaking. It's it's not a great line. Uh, Let me bring in Mr. Msibi here and an opportunity to answer some of the questions that were put to you. Yeah, no no thanks. Probably we are going to use also uh, this program as an educational tool for all of us South Africans. How now does government function? There's national, provincial and local government. And these are three spheres of government. Local government, the government on its own, where people are elected. Where does the MEC and minister come in? In terms of the constitution, we come in with Section 154 to help them to function effectively, to ensure that if they are opposed, that are vacant, we assist them to fill the post. But they are a local government. We, we, we intervene when there are serious allegations, as just mentioned. So an impression must not be created here. That is the minister's responsibility to run municipalities. That's the first part. But the second part, you, you see, uh, some of the questions that, that, that we, are, we, have, we, have, we, have, we have raised are very genuine. What, there's a question raised by one, 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 one gentleman that say, which says, Cocta, when Cocta, um, is Cocta getting reports on the 106? The law, we must speak about the legislation. The law says that after it was presented to council and adopted, they send an action plan to us. First, I must indicate that they first, they first send an action plan. We didn't agree with the action plan. We said, no, 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 improve on one, two, three. Now they send an action plan. When are we going to go back? We are receiving monthly reports after three months. For example, if Mandamsi has been alleged and it has been found during investigation that he has got a pole the mayor is right that Mandamsi must be given a letter to respond within a number of days. Mm. After he has responded, or she has responded, then the municipality, if there's money that I spend, they must then say, we're going to recoup this X amount of money from you, and we're going to refer your matter to her. When they bring the report back to us as Cocta, if, for example, they will say, no, Mandamsi, you're exonerated, even if you've done one to three, we then come in as Cocta and say, no, Hawks come in. But, but, but are the contracts that were issued under some of these projects that have been highlighted in that forensic report, are those still active? No, no, no. The, the contracts that were appointed here, the allegation was, because I'm saying we must educate one another, the allegation was of a bowhole that there are companies who were appointed to, uh, to install to install the poles. And these companies' prices were high, were too high. For example, there's one company that has, cost, that has costed one pole at 800,000 rand, one pole. And there's another company that has said one pole is 500,000 rand. And we're saying it's too exorbitant. Then the, the officials, as the mayor is saying, who did that? There are also, there's also been given letters. Yes, but are, the, but are the contracts cancelled? That's the question I'm no, asking you because... No this, thing, this thing happened, remember, it happened two and a half years ago. The contracts are no longer there. The poles are installed. The contracts are no longer there. And, they've done their work. They've and, done. And, and, and the service providers are not providing any more services to these municipalities? No, 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 they're not. They're not. The, the allegation is that they skyrocketed the price and that has been evidently true and therefore after three months which is ending this month we are going to get a report from municipality on the consequence management failure to do which as cocktail we come in and do it ourselves that's the legislation mm. 
Okay. Let me bring in Jabu Sibanyoni. Jabu, you represent the community in Siabu. So perhaps just a, a, a quick thoughts from you as we get ready to wrap up the show. Yeah, no, thanks, Katie. But hey, it's very disgracing to hear both MEC and the mayor uh, just talking like this as if there's, no, there's nothing wrong with this uh, 106 report. Katie, I want to say to you now that uh, the, the, the term of office of Mr. Mshanga, the administrator in Dr. Chase Murok, has lapsed on the 18th of January. But he is still roaming the, uh, uh, the offices there. Can the MEC explain to the, to the community at large how and when Mr. Mshanga will vacate that office? Mm-hmm. When and how administrator's term of his office is expiring? That's my take. All right. Unfortunately, you know, we're going to we're going to have to leave it there because uh, we're out of time for today. Uh, plenty of issues to try and get through in the last hour. And yeah, hopefully uh, we'll keep getting better in terms of just covering the multiplicity of issues that are coming out uh, within municipalities. It's midday. Um, Elvis Preslin is in for Sakina Kamwindo today. Elvis, good afternoon.